Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Hi everyone, it's great to welcome you today to today's service. If you've been If you're here as a result of somebody inviting you, I'm so pleased that you've clicked on and taken the effort. And just over these next few minutes, I want to share something from the Bible that hopefully will encourage you if you're a Christian, you're a Christ follower, or if you've got a few questions about life and faith. My name's Christian Thorpe, and I'm the lead pastor of Arena Church. And we've been in a series uh, that is entitled The Holy Spirit. We believe here in the fact that there is God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, the triune God. It's orthodox theology. And part of that is the work and the person of the Holy Spirit. And without going over a massive recap, uh, I'd encourage you to listen to previous uh, messages. All I want to say is that uh, the Holy Spirit is a person. He feels, he has a mind, he has a will, he has emotions. And he gives gifts to his people, his church, but he also produces fruit in our lives. And so today, I want to really address the fruit of the Spirit. I want to take you, if I can, for a moment to Galatians in chapter 5. That's a book in the New Testament. I want to read a few verses, so please stay with me. Verse 16, it reads, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with one another, and I think we'd understand that that would be true in all of our lives. Verse 18, but if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Verse 19, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. What a list. Paul warns them, as I did before, that those who live like this, they'll not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22, but... The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, that previous lists, with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Very quickly to say that here Paul is addressing a beautiful picture of the fruit of the Spirit, how the Holy Spirit works in a believer's life, a follower's life. And he contrasts it by using a list that we would all be familiar with that may have been part of your life and your journey. There's lots of things in there that you were perhaps doing, envy and rage and you know, all dissensions and sexual immorality and drunkenness and whatever list you want to put in there. Lots of things that we see in our lives and we see in our pasts. And that's how the flesh works. But Paul is basically saying, if you want to live the way of Christ and if the Holy Spirit is living in you, he will produce a fruit. And we see the fruit 
that is produced and we'll come on to that in a moment. Let me just make a few comments before we get to the crux of what I want to say. I want to just make this point. The world is always looking. People who are non-Christians, people who aren't followers of Christ, if you're here today and you're watching, you'll, you'll know some Christians and you're looking. You're looking to see if they live how the Bible says they should live. You might not know much of the Bible, but you know that Christians should be loving. You know that Christians should be kind. You know that Christians should be generous. And they're looking. People are always looking. And everything about us says something about us. And that is to say that we should live differently. The call to every Christ follower, to every Christian, is that we will live differently. Peter, who wrote 1 Peter and 2 Peter in the Bible, in the New Testament, he says it this way, that we, we, we live in this world, but we're not of this world. He actually says we should live as foreigners. We should live differently from how the world is living. Now that's only possible through, just let me help you to understand a moment, is through the finished work of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ came to earth, he hung upon a cross, and picture this in his mind, as he hung upon that cross, he took the sins of the world, that's your sins and my sins, past, present and future. That is called salvation. There is, a, there is an opportunity for us to enter in through the cross into salvation, being saved, saved from our sins. That's the work of the cross. That's the finished work of Jesus Christ. And if you call upon God, you can know, and if you ask him to forgive you, he will forgive you of your sins and you will be saved. But there's also a work of redemption. And redemption is that God changes us. We are being redeemed. And this is both the work of Christ, but also the work of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit lives in every person who's called out to God for salvation. The Bible tells us that we are marked, we are branded. He lives inside of us. He's been poured out upon us. And the Holy Spirit makes things work and he gives us power to overcome our flesh. I like to say it this way, there is no way that I would be able to live this Christian life without the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. Because there's too much temptation, there's too many challenges, there's too much that surrounds my life. There's so much things that can get in my eye gate and my ear gate and my head gate and it's only possible that I can live this Christian life through the work of the Holy Spirit. And that's what Paul's addressing. He says this, didn't he? Let's read it again. So I say, walk by the Spirit, verse 16. And verse 25, since we live by the Spirit. He's saying, listen, it's only possible to this, live this kind of life that stands out through the work and the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're taking notes, write this down. Fruit flows from root. We've got some incredible gardeners. In fact, we've got a person in our church who's not just a gardener, but he's a designer. And he's actually been represented at the Chelsea Flower Show on a few occasions. He would tell you, and anybody who knows their plants and gardens and bushes and flowers and vegetation would know that it's not just about the fruit, it's about the root. If you've got a healthy root, then it will produce beautiful fruit. And this is true in our lives. This is true in the work of the Holy Spirit. 
The root of the Holy Spirit in our lives produces fruit from our lives. And this fruit is quite fantastic. I love that Paul uses this expression of fruit. Just to be clarified, it doesn't say fruits. It says fruit. This fruit produces nine qualities, which we'll again look at in a moment. But let me just make this point about fruit that Paul uses. I think he does it because he wants us to help us to understand a few things. First of all, fruit isn't achieved by working. You don't see a fruit producing an apple, you know, producing whatever it is. It doesn't work like that. It isn't achieved by working. Fruit comes about through abiding. It's birthed by abiding. It's not driven. It's not forced. What I'm trying to say is it's natural. And the Holy Spirit in our lives will produce a fruit that is natural. Also, fruit is fragile. That's true. There's a fragility to our, not that we are fragile people, but we have to take care of the the person and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Keep away from things that are going to harm the Holy Spirit living in us. Thirdly, fruit reproduces itself. It just reproduces itself. If you've got a very healthy apple tree, that healthy apple tree each year will produce in itself because there's seeds in itself. Also, fruit is attractive. It really is. A healthy fruit, is, there's nothing more beautiful than probably on a, on a summer's day just having a, a bite of that precious apple, beautiful fruit. And also fruit nourishes. Paul uses this thought of fruit of the Spirit by intention, by design, because it produces all these things in us. Now, let me just say this. We've already read it. Paul then identifies nine fruit that are produced in our lives. Let's recap. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Nine fruit that is produced through the work of the Spirit in every person's life that invites the Holy Spirit in. But what I love about this, and we haven't got time to go through all of them, is that love and self-control are first and last. I like to say it this way, they're the bookends. You know, our bookends hold everything together. They are the bookends that hold things together. Because of course, if we do not have love, then what do we have? The Bible says we're like a sounding gong, the din of a noise. We should have love central to our lives as a a person in faith. We love God. We love one another. We love this world in which we live. We seek to live with compassion and kindness to this world. Love. But also the other bookend, which we need to have is self-control. We need to invite Holy Spirit every day to capture our minds, to capture our hearts. What I've realised is this. There is an unalignment. There is a disalignment often between our minds and our hearts. I've realised this, my heart wants to do one thing, my mind and my flesh want to do something else. And I have to beat my body into submission 
And I have to focus and renew my mind that's in line with my heart. Does that make sense? And it's important that we understand this and we have the the work of the Holy Spirit in our life that produces self-control. This self-control enables me to capture my minds, to beat my body into submission and align my heart. They are the bookends. And they are so, so important. I wonder if you, just for a moment, in your quiet time, just do an MOT test, like you have a car and they do a test and they say, if you need some work on that, an advisory, or there's a fail. Just take that list of nine, how are you doing? I know for me, many of these areas I need to work on. Patience is always a big challenge for me. I like everything done yesterday. Anybody with me? I don't like to wait for anything. I don't like to wait in queues. I don't like to wait for my food. I don't like to wait when I'm queuing up to get into a place. I want it now. (laughs) That's not the way that the Holy Spirit works in our lives. He's wanting to produce patience. I wonder how you're doing in those areas. I would encourage you to take a quiet moment and say, Holy Spirit, I invite you again into my life. I want to walk with you. I want to keep in step with you. And this fruit is a result of root and you are in me. May you produce these in me. Now, I'd love to say that it'll just magic wand will happen. You know how this happens through circumstances, through people. How do I become patient? By being queuing on the M1, waiting for 30 minutes, as that happened to me a little while ago, just a couple of weeks ago. And in that moment, I knew the Holy Spirit was wanting to teach me something of being patient. Instead of shouting at the motorist in front of me, who even himself can't go anywhere, I have to just learn to live with patience. It's a quality. Because by the way, the world, that's how they live. They live impatiently. They live unkindly. They don't live with compassion. Not everybody. But that seems to be the way of the world. But God is asking us to live differently. I so want us Christians, Arena Church, to not just live in the Spirit, to not just operate out of the gifts of the Spirit, but to also live with the fruit of God's Spirit in our lives. Let me remind you again. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I want more of the Holy Spirit life. And as I have more of the Holy Spirit life in me, there is more of the fruit that he will manifest from my life. This will bring change to our world. People will look on and go, wow, there is something different about, and they'll put your name to it because of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life that produces fruit. I don't know whether today you're a Christian you're a follower of Jesus. It may be you've been trying to do it your own way and living according to the flesh. And can I be honest? We all lived that way once. But there's another way. It's called the Jesus way. If you've never invited Jesus into your life, can I encourage you to say this prayer with me? Just say it from your heart. Just say, Jesus, I was in all that list. I've messed up. I've done it my own way. But today... 
I've been confronted with the truth. You are the way, the truth and the life. And I come to you and ask that you would forgive me. I confess you as my Lord and my Saviour. And I ask that you would save me and take away my sins. And I ask that you would give me a brand new start. Friend, if you have prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you to just let us know. Let somebody else know who's a Christian. They'll help you on your journey. This is the starting point. But it's a great, great point. If you've prayed that, the Bible says that heaven's rejoicing with you. There is no better way than to live the Jesus way, the Christian way. Can I also say, for those who are Christians, and you may be saying, oh, Christian, you've called me out today. I feel really called out. Well, so do I, and it's not a bad thing. The Holy Spirit wants to work in us. He wants to abide in us, and he wants to produce from the, fr- from the root of his life, the rootedness in, it, in our hearts, fruit. If you're a little bit away from that, why don't you just pray this prayer with me? Say, Holy Spirit, I again invite you into my heart. Take control. Live through me. Produce fruit in my life. Give me the strength. Give me the power to overcome my mind and my flesh. I submit my life to you again. And I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. It's been a great series. The person of the Holy Spirit. Let's live in the Spirit. Let's operate out of the gifts of the Spirit that bring great power and bless the world in which we live. And let's live in the fruit of the Spirit which shouts to the world, we are different. Arena Church, as always, I love you, I'm praying for you, and I believe in you. God bless you.